0: Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Spring 2019 semester episode of Culture Conversations. Hi, guys.
1: Hello. <laughs> how Hi. are you doing?
0: Good. <laughs> As always, I am your host, Miranda Manier, news editor for the Columbia Chronicle,
1: and I am here today with our fabulous guests. Micah Thurston. I'm the advertising and business manager for the Chronicle.
2: And I'm Mike Rundle. I'm the senior photo editor.
1: Guys, how are your holidays? Good. Yeah? They good. Yeah. See was- family?
2: Yeah, it was relaxing. It was nice to get a break for a while.
0: I saw all the families. Nice. And now we're back before any classes have begun, recording yes. this episode for our special listeners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's get right into it, guys. Um, I want to talk about um, something traditionally pretty creepy for us. Um, the the <laughs> Lifetime series, You, which mm-hmm. was recently put onto Netflix, mm-hmm. has been having a lot of buzz around it. Have you guys watched it? No. <laughs> I haven't seen it. it's on my list <laughs> yeah, i haven't seen
2: it but i will say that i did not realize it was previously a lifetime yeah
0: show. which yeah, is weird was, right? i did know that, that yeah. yeah so have you guys like read about it do you know what it's about yes kind i do of. yeah okay so to catch people up who don't um basically it is told from the perspective of this guy who in the first episode develops a really quick obsession with this girl he bumps into at the bookstore he works at and um his obsession quickly turns really unhealthy and pretty much immediately he starts stalking her. Mm -hmm. Um, And there has been a lot of conversation about it on social media because there have been a lot of people tweeting at the actor who plays um, this protagonist, Penn Badgley, who was in Gossip Girl, who is admittedly a very attractive person, but like plays maybe the creepiest person I've ever seen in a show. And all these people have been tweeting at him being like, I'm so in love with your character. Like, oh my God, he's so dreamy. Yikes. And he's been responding to a lot of them being like, don't be.
1: <laughs> that's the wrong way to digest this. Well, that's good that he's like responding that way instead of being like, thanks. Yeah, yeah exactly. He's being really responsible about it. But it's like,
0: I don't know. So there's a lot of, kind of push back against the show because people are saying, like, if this is how people are responding, did they do what they were trying to do justice? Did mm-hmm. they paint him as the villain that they wanted to? Or did they kind of trip over themselves because they gave him a lot of, like, humanizing qualities? They gave him a tragic backstory? Like, he had been through abuse and stuff himself, and there was, like, this whole plot line with him saving um trying to save the son of his neighbor who is in an abusive relationship and it's like so there are things that make him seem really human and almost like a nice guy and then he's murdering people and like stealing clothes from this girl and like
1: being like grade a creepy i have a question yeah so in the show is there ever at any point where they're like in a consensual relationship and then he goes crazy or is it just like oh i literally just saw her at a bookstore now i stalk her so Basically he stalks her and
0: they start dating.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, okay, she, that's what I thought. She
0: gets into what she believes to be like a an even even playing field consensual relationship yeah. but doesn't know that he like has gone like broken into her apartment before Mm -hmm. and like stolen her phone and like done all of this like bizarre stuff. Mm -hmm. So And does she
1: ever figure that out and then she's like, oh he's crazy or is it kind of just like the very end. And I don't know if I feel like I shouldn't give spoilers maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I won't (laughs) give
0: spoilers. But um so I won't say like what happens, but like yes, eventually she does find out. Mm -hmm. And so I guess what I'm wondering is like, what do you guys think of having a show told from the perspective of someone who is, like, deeply troubled while not necessarily showing them to be a villain. Like, mm-hmm. still having them sort of win and sort of, like, mm-hmm. have redeeming qualities. Do you think that's irresponsible? Do you think mm-hmm. it's okay?
1: I think... I I don't know if it's irresponsible because it because it sounds more realistic. Like, when I think about, like, shows that normally have this type of situation, it's like there's nothing good about the person Mm -hmm. like they're not charming it's like they're just literally evil yeah and that's not realistic because a lot of psychopaths and sociopaths have like charming regular normal qualities about them and that's why people fall for those types of things and that's why they're able to take advantage of them um So I don't know if it's irresponsible or if it's just more realistic. I think that people aren't realizing like how ironic it is that they're like falling for this abusive guy because it's like that's what abusers do is they make you fall for them, even though what they're doing is very terrible. (laughs) Um, So it just sounds very realistic, but tragic at the same Mm. time that this is the response that it's getting. Yeah, like
2: perhaps it was supremely effective in what they were going for when the public started falling for this guy Mm -hmm. too just to kind of like push the message even more yeah Mm -hmm. so like granted it's like not the like the best thing to have happen Mm -hmm. obviously but like maybe they're like this is exactly what we're trying to prove in everyone on twitter falling for this guy it's, it's
1: really not that easy i mean once she finds out he's crazy, does she like try to get away from him or does she kind of try to justify his actions? Do you like, want me to tell you? Because this is going to be spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's important It's important because like abuse victims, they try yeah. to justify their, their partner's actions and then that's why they don't leave. And so, it's like,
0: all right. Spoilers. Sorry, guys. If you have not <laughs> seen you yet, please stop listening now. Um, <laughs> or skip. So And
2: then come back later.
0: Do you yeah. care, Micah, if you want to watch it, though? I'm going to watch it, but I don't care. Okay. So basically, um, she finds out because she finds, like, a box of things that he has stolen from her and, like, freaks out. And um, then he finds out that she found out and knocks her out and basically kidnaps her and, like, puts her in this box. And Mm -hmm. he thinks that he can still save it because he's rationalized his actions, so Mm -hmm. he thinks that he can still explain to her what he's done and it will make sense to her and she'll see how much he loves her. Mm -hmm. But... She's like, no, this is insane. Mm. And like doesn't believe with him and doesn't like she like pretends to, so she can try to get out, and he'll be like, Oh, she still loves me and like it's yeah. fine, I'll let her out of this cage. Yeah. But like she doesn't. She she's mm. not under like that abusive thumb, which
1: I think you're right. That is interesting. That reminds me of this movie I watched over the summer, which it's called it's such a dumb name. <laughs> it's called Heartthrob. <laughs> Alright. And it's starring what's his name? Kier. Gilchrist or something like that he is the star of atypical and it's kind of it's that guy and I have had a crush on him for like the longest (laughs) time and he was like this psychopath in it but he it's the same thing like he was a charming psychopath like he treated her really well but like behind her back he was like he killed somebody Mm -hmm. that she hooked up with before yeah and I was (laughs) it was terrible because I was like oh my god why does he have to be psycho like He's yeah, you cute want to be and he's like him. a good boyfriend. Like you want him right? to be a good person and like you don't want to feel bad about being attracted to yeah. him. And then in the end, the totally irresponsible move, they had the girl, so throughout the movie, they had her narrating. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, she like sits down and is lo- he ends up dying in the end. Sorry, okay. spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh, he like kills himself or something. Trigger warning. Uh spoiler alert. Trigger so warning disclaimers on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he ends up uh, dying, and she, like, is sitting on the floor in their in uh, skating rink, which is where they had their first date, and mm-hmm. there's, like, glowing lights, and she's like, I never told you I loved you, and I'm just like, what, what the hell? Like, what the hell? That's not how you should be responding to that. Yeah, uh that's irresponsible. Yeah. I think
0: that that tells me that you did a better job than that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, like, I think... There was a big part of it to me that I almost, like, when I first started watching it, I wanted him to be, like, the pinnacle of evil and have this girl be, like, the pinnacle of good. And that wasn't the case. They found so much gray area. Like, she was kind of a boring person. (laughs) And, like, she wasn't very appealing and, like, wasn't really cool to him. Like, she ended up cheating on him, Mm -hmm. which is, like, a super interesting plot line to add in there. Mm Because it's, like, yeah, he should be pissed. But he shouldn't be so pissed that he wants to kill her. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's, like, it, it makes you... Consider a lot of different layers about it, which I wasn't expecting from it and was honestly pretty impressed. Like, I I get why people are upset that it isn't so black and white. Like, guys doing this is blatantly creepy and bad and don't do it. But, like, it's kind of nice to have it be a layered, complex character. Yeah, mm. definitely.
2: Like, it sounds like the most, one of the most successful lifetime situations I've ever heard about. But <laughs> yeah. Like, well, like, I mean,
1: it was picked up by Netflix, yeah, so that might be yeah. why.
2: Um, but, like, save that producer for stuff in the future, yeah. because, like, and it's interesting, too, because it also kind of delves into the idea of, like, blurring, like, having fans blur the line between, like, what's real and what's not real, mm. especially when it comes to characters, and, like, kind of like a breaking the fourth wall and thing, and, like, yeah. these people, like, being disillusioned in the fact that, like, that, like, the the actor is the character, where that's like not actually the case, and I think it like can be dangerous yeah. sometimes, um, especially in cases like this film. Um, but it, I don't know; it's just like an interesting little like sociology thing and groupthink thing.
0: Yeah, so. I think you're totally right. I think that there are a lot of these these Twitter stands that are like really projecting. <laughs> this like character onto the actor and he's like please don't do that that's the opposite of what I was trying to do right. yeah. like he responded to one tweet and was like all of you like telling me that I am really attractive in this role is my motivation to be even creepier in season two <laughs> <laughs> I was like all right yeah yeah well moving on <laughs> stocking Michael what do you want to talk about
1: Yeah, so um, something that's been getting a lot of buzz on social media in the past few days, because the trailer actually just came out, um, is the upcoming 2019 film, Little. It's an adaptation of Tom Hanks' uh, Big. So it's basically just swapped roles. In Big, uh, it's a little boy, and he wishes to be an adult, and he becomes an adult from Night Magic. And then uh, in Little, it's a adult woman who I don't think she wishes to be young but she ends up being young for some reason and the older version is Regina Hall and the young version is Blackish uh the youngest daughter in Blackish Marseille Martin and one of the best things about the film is that Marseille Martin is actually the executive producer and she's only 14 oh, that's so so crazy. now she is being named the youngest uh executive producer in Hollywood History, so it's just a really big moment for not only black films, black producers, black actresses, but also for um, young people in the media industry as well. So I just kind of wanted to talk about that. What yeah. do you guys think about that? I um,
0: think that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I I think my immediate reaction is like
0: fear <laughs> because <laughs> I'm so afraid that like people in the industry sometimes talk about how executive producer is like a hollow title sometimes. Like, they give it to, like, big name actors who are, like, starring in a movie or something. Yeah. And I'm so afraid that they're going to try and take away this accomplishment from her mm-hmm. and be like, well, it's not, like, a real thing. Ugh. And it's like, that would, I just, I don't know. And I hope that no one has done that yet and I hope it
1: doesn't happen. Yeah. But that's I've my only immediate seen, fear. Luckily, I've only seen positive things. That's um, good. But I think it is because she's so young. Yeah. But, I mean, she she deserves it. Cause She's only for 14. Her. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just,
0: I'm really, I, I'm excited to see where her career goes after this.
1: Me too.
2: Yeah. No, I'm looking forward to it because, I don't know, I know there's so many people that are, like, big is almost like a, a cult classic mm-hmm. type of situation. Mm-hmm. So, I'm interested to see what the, the response will be to this movie too. Yeah. yeah
1: I surprisingly i haven't i mean it is the trailer is still really fresh so mm-hmm. there might be people that are going to be upset about it in the future like with, what what with happened with um ghostbusters mm-hmm. and stuff like that but honestly i don't care yeah um,
2: i mean it's for the best anyway like <laughs> like the the new ghostbusters movie was obviously like a step in the right direction exactly so like, this yeah. will be the same thing so like <laughs> the people that are getting upset like
1: we don't want them need to, to check watch it yourself anyway. like yeah 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 um but uh, what it reminded me of kind of is just the fact that Uh, kind of the revolution of child actors. I think that... um when I think about child actors, I think about like just little background characters, like mm. th- like they don't really serve a purpose to the story. And a lot of the times, I've never really liked child actors because I'm like, you don't really do anything. Like you have a scene and yeah. you say a line. But we've had some really good child actors in the past few years. Like the entire cast of Stranger Things, yeah. the enca- entire cast of It. Yeah, I know that Millie Bobby Brown is. I think she's producing her own film now, oh where God. she is. She's also starring in it. She. It's about Sherlock Holmes' younger sister, and That's she's cute. playing That's Sherlock Holmes' younger sister. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was really cool. So yeah, just power to the youth. Taking <laughs> taking initiative. I read, I'm gonna it's forget awesome. which publication wrote
0: it, but there was like a series of profiles on like the the new youth stars, like the rising youth stars. Mm-hmm. And like the biggest takeaway from it was honestly like they are like queerer than ever like most of them are gay (laughs) and like they're all like really confident in their identities and they're all like really like socially active and really proud of like claiming themselves and trying to like take a step in the right direction and Mm -hmm.
1: i just think that's so cool and inspiring yeah it is man they're taking steps away from like just settling for like disney channel and nickelodeon and stuff (laughs) and they're like dominating like actual stories and actual like characters not not to like put anything <laughs> on Disney Channel. It's just a stereotype that, like, you're going to be, like, a yeah, like, it's a, like a the... childhood star mm-hmm. or whatever, or you're going to be in, uh, what is the one? Law and Order, as <laughs> you... Yeah. Yes, yes. Everyone is been oh, in that. Yes. It's so true. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah.
2: No, I think it's interesting. It's, like, kind of a... Almost a reflection of how the culture is now um, around, like, kids and, um, like, when you are in the age of, like, Instagram influencers and... Um, pretty much anyone can become popular for us like any reason. Mm-hmm. Um I think it's kind of an interesting reflection of where culture is going and then you mentioned like with all of like the, the diversity in um where all these kids are coming from, yeah. I think that's also an definitely a step in the right direction and an interesting path that things seem to be going down. So Yeah,
0: it makes yes. my heart so happy. Yeah. I just me too. I was this is such a tangent. But <laughs> um I I watched the um the Mr. Rogers movie. <laughs> and there was, like, the whole story where he, there was, like, the tension between him and one of the people on the show because one of the people on the show was gay. And, um, like, that, that made me a little sad to watch because it was like, man, this was an opportunity for all of the kids who were watching. Like, if he had let that person be openly gay on the show, it could have had, like, so many children feel represented and feel seen on, like, this incredible like well-loved children's show Mm -hmm. and i just think that that's like starting to happen for generations and like these kids are starting to see themselves on tv and in movies and like
1: disney channel has gay characters yeah which is great Mm -hmm. yeah yeah all right
2: so from
0: stalking to inspiring (laughs) children (laughs) right direction mike what do you want to talk about
2: (laughs) Uh, so well to continue our trend of talking a lot about kanye last semester Uh i just have a little i I promise this is not the main topic i just have a little tidbit because this is a very funny thing i found um there was an exclusive billboard article about kanye and so he was supposed to be headlining coachella um and then pulled out at the last minute because he requested they build a giant dome for him to perform in and uh they turned him down so he was like all right i'm out so, just a little wow. funny Kanye tidbit there.
0: <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> yeah,
2: uh, but supposedly they were going to have to, like, redesign the whole festival, and oh the God. lead, the, the co-founder, Paul, was just like, no. So, the, so Kanye's out.
0: <laughs> well, but, uh, Kanye's uh, got to have his dome.
2: We're probably better for it, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Kanye. Um, so, but the, uh, relating to that, though, on, on the other <laughs> festival, on uh, the festival side of things, is, um, so, the Lonely Island, mm-hmm. the... Uh, questionably historic uh comedy satirical trailblazing yeah trailblazing (laughs) for sure um trio of um andy samberg Akiva schaefer and jorma taccone i apologize if i said any of those names wrong um but they are going to be or like towards the top of the headliners uh for bonnaroo this year in manchester tennessee and um, I was fairly shocked to hear that because I'm pretty sure it's, like, their, like, second live show ever or something like that. And, uh, Wait, I they're
1: headlining or they're...
2: They're, like, they're right under Post Malone, something like that.
1: Wow. Okay. Like, wow. <laughs> they're, like, they're, like, in
2: the second row of artists on the, oh on the, on the flyer. So, like, it's a big deal. But, like, <laughs> yeah. let's see. The, the same. They're playing on Saturday. And that's also, like I said, Post Malone, Odessa, Hosier, and... Et cetera, wow. et cetera. so it's not like a small little thing
1: no um
2: so <laughs> up i guess next,
1: i'm on a boat <laughs> yeah, yes
2: exactly see that's that's kind of what i was going to talk about too is that like how would you feel if you were like if you're post malone and you like have all this successful music and you're like taking it seriously <laughs> for the most part and then you're like you're the, the guy that opens up for you is singing about like I'm on a boat <laughs> and uh, like et cetera, et cetera, If you're familiar with Lonely Man. Island, but like, I just my thing is like, are they icons or are they just like making a mockery of, like the music industry and like like was it was it a good decision to put them on this bill? Like, is it a reflection of meme culture, th- or is it, yeah like- <laughs> I think it could
1: be yeah. a reflection of meme culture. Like, Post Malone is. Kind of a huge meme. So, that's right. <laughs> you know, yeah, got to make that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like... He sold
2: out all of his crocs in what was it, like 20 minutes yeah. or something like that? So, like, I guess that's a good point. But, that's like, so true. Other, other than Post Malone, I guess. Yeah, I it
1: sounds like... like a marketing tactic. We're talking about it right now. It's so that's so interesting. interesting. That's a good point. Because, like, my <laughs> thing is,
0: my immediate comparison to Lonely Island is Weird Al. Mm. And, like, if Weird Al was playing at a music festival next to, like, Post Malone, yeah. I would be very confused. <laughs> so, like, I, I think that... I think... I mean, they're satire. Like, they are objectively satire. Mm-hmm. I think that their music is catchy, but, like, I, I'm i so interested in why this is happening. <laughs>
2: yeah, because, like, they have, like, all these collaborations, like, with, like, Michael Bolton, yeah. t Payne, Justin Timberlake, Akon, et cetera. So, like, it could be, like a landmark performance depending on like who they bring yeah, if out they have
0: guest stars that would be amazing <laughs> so like
2: maybe that's the idea but like i don't know because like you said if it were if it were real weird owl like that would be like way off
1: yeah really
2: so what if
1: right now they're just putting together a whole album and then they're just gonna release. It's a real <laughs> album, and they're just gonna release it at the show. It's that'd a, be it, that'd honestly. be interesting. Album release
2: party? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, on top of that too, because Andy Samberg is like especially relevant right now. Yeah, like Brooklyn Nine and things. So That's like, probably yeah, why,
1: why I'm Nine-Nine. not against it because like I love Andy Samberg. Yeah. and he's great. Yeah, yeah. but I his career is on fire right now. He Brooklyn really Nine Nine got repicked
0: up. He just hosted the Golden Globes. So yeah. yeah, he's almost headlining bottom. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so like, Man. yeah, he's all over the place. So like, I don't know. I'm just curious as like where that all started. Yeah. Like, where were they in the in the Bonnaroo drawing room, and we're like, let's have the Lonely Island perform.
0: One of them must like know someone on the programming board for Bonnaroo. Yeah. I feel like it was like their friend was like, this could be funny, and then he yeah. convinced everybody. Then, to yeah, because like, I don't
2: know, because I if it were me, I would be like, it's either gonna be very successful or it's gonna flop. Yeah, yeah. totally. And there's gonna be no in between. Yeah. Because like. I don't know. He talked about it on The Tonight Show. uh Andy oh, did Sandberg he really? did, And he was like, yeah, we're post-Post Malone because they're like <laughs> talking about like after or whatever, but just doing Man. his thing. Um, so, yeah, I just think it's kind of interesting about who's being pulled into the festival circuit and if it's going to be successful or not and where this could also go like
0: yeah i'm really also wondering they have like four or five songs do they have <laughs> yeah, a full album a, i don't really know that's
2: what i'm saying like what are they gonna do yeah. for like this 45 minute festival slot
0: really and like like i mean don't get me wrong like jack sparrow with michael bolton is a bop <laughs> <laughs> that is a great song but i just don't unless they are releasing new music or they're going to have a bunch of like famous people come on stage with them, mm-hmm. I genuinely don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: I don't I know. Don't we'll know. have to uh, keep our eyes peeled for that one. See if there's yeah, any updates. Really. Wait for Bonnaroo. Conversations, Buy your tickets now.
0: Field trip <laughs> to Bonnaroo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um well finally I would like to end with a new little segment I haven't come up with a name for it yet but I'll, I'll workshop it throughout the semester and happy hopefully times. by May I'll have something <laughs> yeah happy times something like that um you know on not on this episode so much but yeah. on conversations we tend to talk about some really depressing things um we get heavy and so I just want to have a little segment at the end of every episode where we talk about something that has brightened our day in the past couple of weeks mm-hmm. um so I really want to talk about I'll just mention really um, the the floor routine that's gone viral by that UCLA, UCLA gymnast. Um so good. it's incredible. It's like it's a amazing. medley of a bunch of different songs and she has like outstanding energy the entire time and like her hair are these incredible beautiful <laughs> ringlets that, like don't get messed up and I don't know how she did that but like She's just a delight and watching her like beam as she does all of these amazing moves and sticks all of them and does that crazy thing where she jumps and then like bounces in the splits and goes straight <laughs> up again, it's awesome. Everyone should watch it. Um and that
1: made my day in the past yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah. That Fun was incredible. fact, Miranda and I were both used to be gymnasts. It's true. So, so, I did yeah. not know that. So we know. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> we're experts and can say. Great. know how to do all the little things.
2: <laughs> oh, I can barely like do a cartwheel, so like <laughs> I well, um, I could
1: never do the split thingy Yeah, so. no,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Same level, Mike. <laughs> <Yeah. Same laughs> Micah, you don't have to talk about anything because you talked about a really positive thing today. That's true.
1: My happy times is hey Martin. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. Love her. <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> Mike, anything My happy?
2: Was, I, so I used to watch Spongebob growing up uh-huh. as a kid, like every morning. And I found out the other day that it is on Amazon Prime <gasps> Video, or at least what? so I was told so it
0: is yeah yeah that's so awesome. you can count on that. me
2: catching up on all of the retro spongebob episodes every morning before i come to the chronicle <laughs> yes. so like
0: guys morning cartoons oh that would be yes. so nostalgic yeah yes. that's amazing yeah. get some was, cereal, so cereal. Happy. wow yeah. so happy. and then that's also amazing.
2: drake and josh is on hulu
0: i didn't know that yeah. either if you watch oh that i mean not, not
2: all the episodes are on but right, like some like, of them yeah that's good so
0: as long as they have the one where um it's like Pip, pip, diddly doo Do you guys they remember do. that? Yeah, I watched yeah, that, one I the other day. that episode.
2: Yes. 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 <laughs> Iconic so, quote. <laughs> gotta love those old Nickelodeon shows. Man.
0: man. Yes. Wow. That is happy times indeed. Well, thank <laughs> you so much, guys. And thank you all for listening. Special thanks to WCRX, Chicago's Underground. And we will see you all again in two weeks.